Hello and welcome. I'm Subhu Ayer and you are tuned into the Digital Maturity Compass podcast. Thank you for investing your time here. The previous episodes focused on how to work with the Digital Maturity Compass app. From here on, we will start focusing on each of the layers and dimensions of an enterprise's digital maturity. We keep using the word digital ahead of the enterprise because every enterprise is a digital enterprise in the era of Industry 4.0. In this episode, we are going to focus on leadership. Conventionally, it has been understood more as an entitlement rather than an inherent human character. In the anarchical societies, the one who could oppress most became a leader. In the monarchy, leadership became an inheritance. In the early stages of democracy and its progression, a university education bestowed leadership. But as we progress into a new era, there needs to be a clear understanding that with democratized systems and societies, leadership needs to be more pervasive. It cannot be an entitlement. And it is extremely critical for the current passage in time and space to make the significant period of transformation more meaningful for the future. Because most of the transformations in the past were bloody and that legacy carried itself into the democratic progression. Now, such a progression is ready to mature and we need a clear departure from the past where the transformation into the future is fueled by human aspiration for growth where power is distributed rather than an ambition for usurping power. So let's get started. And I would like to start by sharing a Zen story with you. Nan Nin, a Japanese Zen master, during the Meiji era, 1868 to 1912, received a university professor who came to inquire about Zen. Nan N served tea. He poured his visitor's cup full and then kept on pouring. The professor watched the overflow until he no longer could restrain himself. It is overfull. No more will go in. Like this cup, Nanin said, you are full of your own opinions and speculations. How can I show you Zen unless you first empty your cup? No matter where we live on this planet, we have to empty what we know and learn what is relevant for life. Because we have to combat our existential threats of environmental disaster, the potential of a nuclear war and the negative side of technology disruption, while at the same time focus on creating solutions that allows globality and a higher quality of life that addresses the aspirations of people. Bringing life applications that are digital in nature with data and computing in real time being all pervasive, intelligent 
and recursive. Learning and renewing applications in nanoseconds to the continuously evolving context of personalization. It must be clearly evident that the first part of combating is the overflow of legacy of massification while the second part of learning is oriented to personalizing to aspirations for the future from a growth perspective. There are five innate dimensions that characterize leadership. The first one is aspiration. The term aspiration is not the same as ambition. We see many leaders with the latter trait more than the former. Aspiration involves unconstrained thinking globally that causes societal growth. Ambition on the other hand is constrained in its thinking with a personal focus. The second one is agility. The term agility does in no way ascribe to speed. It is essentially the preparation to meet every and any eventuality with equanimity. Speed is one of the natural outcomes that is born out of the right training and practice. The third one is anticipation. The term anticipation perhaps draws its inspiration from how ants conduct their lives. They predicate their existence to remaining alert and responding to every situation with alacrity, whether it is storing food for a rainy day or being trampled by an elephant in the forest. It is building the foresight to thrive rather than merely survive. The fourth one is ability. The term ability relates to the skills required to undertake the tasks that will lead to successful outcomes. World Bank research report suggests 95% of people in enterprises need to reskill themselves to be relevant to Industry 4.0. Therefore, ability is not about what one might have learned and repeated 20 times over but rather about being relevant to the execution requirements of an evolving enterprise. The fifth one is authenticity. The term authenticity is perhaps the most important leadership trait that points directly to intellectual integrity. Knowing what is right and doing what is right, no matter how hard or inconvenient. This is where a leader leads from the center and not from the periphery. Let me bring some perspective from my recent engagements globally where digital transformations are underway. At a global pharmaceutical enterprise, a major failure of a couple of drugs in the market along with lawsuits and failing management brought about an introspection nearly five years ago. The leadership, including the board, grandly decided on transforming from a medical to a science-driven company. The mind is in the right place, but is the heart? Intellectually, it sounds perfect, but intrinsically, it is not inherent in its discipline. The need to find the pivot, to move 
from a competitive strategy to an innovation-based one is hard to come by when leaders spin as opposed to looking in the mirror and instead of reorganizing the truth, learn to focus on resilience. Because it is not easy to pivot a reasonably successful global enterprise from a competition-driven strategic framework to an innovation-driven one. The latter demands a larger participation from the enterprise globally, contributing collaboratively to the cause of innovation from all the four perspectives of platform, product, process and projects. At another major global pharmaceutical enterprise, there has been an inherent struggle to balance patented and branded drugs manufacturing with the more successful genetic drug manufacturing. How can this ever be possible when the entire operative leadership and management keeps struggling with productivity in the generic business? The very ideology or philosophy of generic drug manufacturing is productivity and if an enterprise is struggling with its very concept to stay alive, can it be expected to thrive in introducing the challenges of patented and branded drug manufacturing? Won't it need to change the very fabric of its enterprise leadership to be successful at both? A global auto major has been pursuing automation like every other auto industry player and yet wants to leverage skills and global creativity for not only lowering costs but also providing alternatives with respect to material and the process of integrating research and development with manufacturing. This enterprise takes great pride in its legacy of quality engineering and despite major investments globally does not trust other locations to match up to the quality standards back home at the headquarters. So whose fault is it? What is the method and madness behind the global investments in infrastructure? Why isn't the process stage-gated? It is hard to imagine how this enterprise can stay glued to its old-world charm of engineering excellence at one center and yet try to be a global company where most of the sales are outside its country and yield higher profits. A recent interesting article authored by Jennifer Garvey Berger and Zafar Gadion Achi for the McKinsey Quarterly talks about leaders' identity mind trap. They call it the fearsome foursome, a uniquely blended human conundrum. We constantly seek to manage the impression others have of us. This person that we see ourselves to be while subconsciously defending that person from harm. In service of the struggle, our brains reach out subconsciously for justification and help, often in the form of four additional mind traps. The first of the fearsome four is simple stories. Our desire for simple stories blinds us to real ones. Human beings are wired for narrative. We love to tell 
and hear stories around the campfire or the coffee machine. Simple and easy to understand stories are powerful, helping societies, religion and cultures to form. This is great, except when things get complex enough to stop fitting into our default templates. A simple story makes us feel we know who the heroes and villains are, as well as what will happen next. But we don't really know these things, and our desire for simple stories often leads to unhappy endings in ambiguous and uncertain world. The second of the fearsome four is rightness. Neuroscientists have shown that the feeling of certainty is actually an emotion, such as love or anger. And like those other emotional states, certainty attaches to a belief in the absence of formal reasoning. When we believe we are right, we stop listening well to others and ignore data that prove us wrong. This is not deliberate obstinacy. It is the way our brains work. Just because something feels right doesn't mean it is. The third of fearsome four is agreement. We crave agreement and hate conflict. Having evolved to orient ourselves to the opinions and desires of others as a means of survival. And when we disagree with one another, we experience a social distress that is neurologically indistinguishable from physical pain. This leads teams to fall into agreement too easily and to forego valuable options when dealing with complex challenges. In other words, seeking to get along literally robs us of good ideas. Of course, this mind trap also has its flip side. When we decide that we are not in the same tribe as another person, we are likely to polarize and amplify our differences, an equally unhelpful response. The fourth of the fearsome four is control. Our desire for control is deeply connected to our sense of happiness. A sense of control even makes us live longer, healthier lives. Yet, we crave the sort of direct control over outcomes that is not possible in an unpredictable world. Our compulsion to have control leads us down the path to simplistic and ineffective solutions, often based on unilateral power. The authors add, While we can never fully escape our mind traps, spotting them sooner in ourselves, in part by asking questions about our own reactions, can help us better recognize the ancient instincts that serve us so poorly in a complex and unpredictable world. This is a crisis that we need to meet head-on, be it to solve the existential threat or potential of growth from new opportunities. Leadership must become the center of focus to the way design, transformation and innovation can become an effective reality in enterprises. Leadership needs to be understood anew in the context and relevance 
of a new world that brings very different challenges and a completely new paradigm of life, mostly driven by digital technology. Thanks for listening to this episode. In the next episode, I am going to address the topic of the design of design. In the meantime, write to me with your feedback and suggestions at support at arkins.com. I would be happy to support your questions live over a Zoom conference call and the first three hours of engaging with you will be absolutely free of charge. Of course, don't forget to register at arkins.app for the Digital Maturity Compass app. Until then, this is Subhu Ayer signing off for the Digital Maturity Compass podcast.